0: Teams will battle for position this weekend in the Big Ten West. And is Chase Brown a value bet to win the Heisman? You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's show, Danny Canal's in from CBS Sports, brought to us by Bet Online to get a look at all of the lines going into the weekend, as well as some of the future bets that are out there still. All the lines for this weekend, and Illinois and Chase Brown, we break down as well. Could Illinois and Chase be safe bets to win the? championship in Heisman or value bets I should say not safe but is it a good value right now and also with Michigan at number five does that change how you feel about their odds to make and win the college football playoff? We'll talk to that about that with Danny in just a second. First though our show today is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has all the odds, lines and anything else that you need to make sure that you can get any bet that you like in go on over to Bet Online to see what we're talking about, sign up Put your bets in and learn anything you need to about the sports betting, too. It's at Bet Online, a one-stop shop where the game starts. We'll get to Danny real quick. We had a nice little conversation that went a little long, so we'll talk to him about all the lines going into the weekend and for the rest of the season in the Big Ten here. First, though, i uh, going to start this segment off with just, uh, I messed up really badly yesterday, and I don't know why. I don't know how. I've looked up and tried to find where I saw that it was a Penn State Playing Illinois this weekend, but that's just quite simply not happening, and they don't play the Nittany Lions this season. I am absolutely speechless. I don't know what happened. I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of people listening that yelled at me at the time when they knew that already. If you didn't know it at the time, and now you do. I mean, I think I even said that they were playing Penn State this weekend. I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, I think what I was saying is still valid with Illinois' chances to make the playoff, get the win over Ohio State, get the win over Michigan, obviously you have that advantage over those other teams we talked about. But if you haven't listened to yesterday's show yet, maybe go back now and uh, just pretend I didn't say that when you listen to that part of it. So it's going to be, uh, I, I don't know, I guess I just need to look at myself and figure out what happened there. But it, it is... Something I realized, and it was like, how did I mess that up? Again, sorry. (laughs) I'm not sure what happened. Penn State uh, does not play Illinois this weekend, and Illinois will not play Penn State this season. But Michigan and Ohio State, if you get to the Big Ten championship, definitely still in the picture. Uh, Moving on. Again, Danny Cannell's coming up in just a second. The Other things on the line in the Big Ten this weekend, real quickly, outside of the betting lines, both Purdue and Minnesota sit at five wins. They have a chance to become bowl eligible this weekend, and also a huge shift could happen across everything that goes on in the Big Ten West, because we've got right now really six out of the seven teams that are still in it if you look at where they're at in the conference records. Illinois is at 4 and 1, Purdue's at 3 and 2, then you got four teams at 2 and 3. And while you may not be feeling great as a 2 and 3 Big 10 team right now in the West, you got to feel like you still got a shot because again, Illinois still has to play Michigan, so that could be a second loss. You could slip up Again, across the way, if you're the Illini too, Purdue's obviously already at the two losses, could lose again. So if you're a three loss team, you're not feeling good, but the point is you're still having hope and there's a big, big chance for those three loss teams to, of course, keep pace and continue to have some hope. So if you're asking me outside of what the betting lines, the kind of things that I think are what's at stake here, I mean, you've got in the Big Ten West, Minnesota's playing against Nebraska, Iowa's playing against Purdue. Those are two matchups where it's going to be potentially things that decide placement in the Big Ten, decide bowl placement at the end of the season. So we're getting into it is the point. This is the home stretch. This is when you start playing the teams that you really care about beating too. So this is going to be a whole lot of fun. That's the point of it all. We'll get to more previewing everything going into the weekend on Friday's show. Coming up in a 2nd we're going to talk to Danny Connell here, thanks to Bet Online, on everything going on this weekend in the Big Ten's lines and everything going forward in Big Ten future bets. Danny Connell with CBS Sports joining us in just a second here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we get to that though, simply safe home security is the place to go to make sure that your home is secure. Right now. You can listen. You can get the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off just for being a locked on Big Ten listener. It's their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss a chance to get it. You have with Simply Safe an opportunity to keep your home safe. And your home has the things you value most in it your family, your most prized possessions, the thing that you need to get through the day to day. Not to mention, it's just your home. It's where you're supposed to feel the most safe and most comfortable. Simply Safe can help with that. So, what you do, you head on over to Simply Safe and get this package with you have right now 50% off the new Simply Safe system at slash locked on college. It's their biggest discount of the year. So, don't wait. slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, tuned in to Locked On Big Ten. We're joined by Danny Cannell. Brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is where you can get all the lines for pretty much anything across sports, including every single week in the Big Ten. If you hear a line here on the show, it's coming from Bet Online. So you can bet along with us over there at the site when you sign up. Danny's here with us to talk about the Big Ten's week. And you mentioned before we got into things, Danny, it's not a great week in college football in general, is it?
1: No. And I think we get spoiled sometimes, Nate, like we get, you know, there was a weekend. What was it? Two weeks ago, we had 20 like incredible games coming down to the wire. I think it was the Tennessee Bama game. That was like the one that kind of resonated, but then all across the board, we had these fantastic finishes. Even last week, you know, with Penn state, Ohio state taking place fun game down to the fourth quarter. And now you get massive point spreads you got, but I guess you got to look at it like, Hey, can't be spoiled. Just remember what it's like in July when we're having to talk about media days and talking season and recruiting season. This is what we live for. So we'll take it. It's like pizza. It's, it's always good. Like there's no such thing as bad pizza. There's no such thing as bad college football weekends. There's some that aren't as good as others, but it's still going to be a fun weekend. Mm
0: -hmm. Big 10 can sometimes be like the little Caesars of pizzas though if you're talking about it It, but this week at least hopefully we get some entertaining games even if the gravity of them isn't quite there let's start with the first matchup Iowa's on the road at Purdue minus four and a half in this game Iowa a team that has been all over the place this season but looks like they may be starting to at least put it together in that way Iowa always seems to and Purdue is looking to be really good at some point. It's flirted with the top 25 and now hosts the Hawkeyes. Where do you think this one ends up going? Minus four and a half to the boilers.
1: Yeah. So I think this one for me comes down to how much offense can Iowa create? I mean, that's been the, the question around them all season long. And it's been something that Kirk Ferentz has been asked about with his son, Brian, as the offensive coordinator. Obviously I'm sure it's been a hot topic for you all season long and for Iowa fans, but I still Look at Jeff Brom's system there at Purdue. And I think even against Iowa State, uh, Iowa's uh, defense, which is one of the better defenses, which I'm sure is frustrating. Like, hey, we're holding teams in check, and we can't get any offensive output. But I do think Purdue's offense will be able to put enough points on the board, which will make it a struggle for Iowa to get in any type of game. I mean, it does feel like all you need is 17, 21 points, and I think Purdue will go well over that number. So I'm going to go ahead and take the home team, lay the four and a half, And take the Boilermakers here in this spot.
0: Yeah, I I think, Mike, I'm agreeing with you. The question I have is kind of the opposite. It's not about like how many points can Iowa score. It's how much can that Iowa defense hold back Purdue. And I'm with you. I don't think it's all that much. I think Purdue can win this one by at least a touchdown if they come out and play anything like what their game is supposed to be. Second game, Maryland's on the road at Wisconsin to face off against the Badgers. It's Wisco minus five right now. That team's been kind of all over the place. And Maryland's been that like middle of the pack, big 10 team who has done what it's needed to do. They're flirting with the top 25 right now, probably will be in if they win this game, but come in as a five point dog.
1: Yeah, I, I think this one, you talked about it, Wisconsin, since they fired Paul Crist and uh, Leonard has taken over. Kind of felt like the first game out of there, you're like, okay, this is the this is the head coach and waiting. It felt like it was headed in the right direction. They go and absolutely curb stomp Northwestern that first went out. And then it then it's been like, all right, what version are you going to get? Are you going to get that version or are you going to get the version that came out and lost to a Michigan state team, which has struggled all season long? Then they get back and they beat a good team in Purdue. I think like this is one where I trust more the parody of the Big Ten kind of after you get past Ohio State and Michigan. I think there's a lot of good teams in the Big Ten. I don't know if there's one that I would trust with this big of a number, and I think Maryland's offense will be able to put up enough points against that defense. I think they'll be able to hold up the Wisconsin ground game and ground attack, so I'll go ahead and take Maryland. Plan for a little bit more uh, here, better bowl spot. I think they'll be able to put up some points offensively, so I'll go ahead and take the Terps and the points.
0: It's the perfect kind of a test for Talia Tungavaloa to kind of get that entrance into the top twenty-five. This Wisconsin defense, and can you beat them? Then okay, I guess you're that legit. Legit, and I, I think Maryland can do it. I mean, I it's Wisconsin minus five. I'd take Maryland money if I was really being ambitious. But the five points I'll easily take as well. I, I think that with what Maryland can do passing the ball, combined with what Wisconsin cannot do passing the ball. There's just too many opportunities for Maryland to put up points in this game. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Let's move on to the Illinois fighting Illini. We'll get to their line here in just a little bit. But as we look at things right now on the yearly awards and odds futures lines, Illinois comes in at 200 to one to win the national championship. And Chase Brown has moved up to 66-1 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. Those are both huge long shots, and we don't have that much time left in the season for Brown to at least move up on that board. Illinois could get in if it wins and beats teams. Is there any point in putting any money on either of those spots?
1: I like probably the value of Chase Brown a little bit better because I think he could have big performances and Illinois could still lose. You know, I think if Illinois loses, obviously it hurts their chances to get to the playoff to win the Big Ten. Uh, and I don't see them doing that. Like I have a severe, you know, doubt if they are able to run the table with that matchup coming down the stretch uh, in Ann Arbor against the Michigan Wolf Wolverines, where he'll get a chance to go toe to toe with Blake Corum, who's another guy who's in this conversation. But if he has a good game, and you do go toe to toe, and see, I think with Illinois, because typically there's a formula, right? It's quarterback or running back we'll go ahead and throw that in there but most of the times it's quarterback of you know top team in the nation playing for a national championship and if you're going to not come out of that mold which I don't think Illinois is going to be a true contender for the playoff I'm sorry Illinois I think even Illinois fans would realize like that's probably a reality you have to do something incredibly special which Chase Brown is doing leading the country at 151 yards a game Maybe that's worth the value. He does get the chance to go head-to-head if he outrushes Blake Corum, but they still lose. You could still see him in that conversation. I would not put a lot on it, but if I was going to take one or the other, I would take the player over the team because I still think he could shine and the team could lose. Even though defense is great and they might match up well against Michigan's run game, I just think they're going to get overwhelmed with talent, and I think you could see Chase Brown have some you know good performances on the way there. If they do play in the Big Ten championship game, that's a national stage. Another one he could resonate. Tell you what he's got to pick up, though. You do have to get the touchdowns up. With only five touchdowns on the year, there's other guys. Blake Coram has 14. Like, you need to get some stat patterns in there. And we'll see, because they do have some games this weekend, especially with Michigan State. All those guys out. Maybe you get him the ball a little bit more. Northwestern, last game of the year on the road. A team that is really struggling. You can get him some touchdowns there. But I think it is one where it's statistically you have to impress. And I think he's got the yards. He has to do it with the touchdowns if you want to hit on that long shot.
0: And also the the team performance can help his individual chances. His individual performance can't really help the team's chances on those odds. Like if he carries them to the college football playoff, that's huge for what the national perspective and look on him is. So I think, yeah, if you're going to bet either of them, Chase Brown at 66 to one's probably the more valuable bet, but I, I'm not putting any of my money quite there yet. I need to see Illinois beat one of those really good teams before we get to that point, uh, at least on the team well, side. But here's the
1: thing, Nate, if you want to get in, like you, exactly. you get better return because it could cut in half. It could go to 30 to one, you know, or it could go, like if they beat Michigan somehow, I would say you could go another week, let him pad some of those stats because it'll probably fly under the radar. Get him ahead of that Michigan game though, if you want some value. Cause if he, if he was able to have a huge game though, you could see those odds cut in half.
0: That's a good point. Speaking of Michigan, Wolverines coming at number five in the first college football playoff rankings I disagreed thought they should be four with what they had done so far this season but how does that change what you think if at all about Michigan's chances to make that college football playoff obviously if they went out they're in but is there any chance that they could still get in with the one loss and does that change what you're thinking about their chances to win it all if you're looking at it as a better? So
1: Nate, I have to remind myself every, you know, first week of November, first Tuesday in November, when we see those CFP rankings come out, I have to like take a deep breath. I got to do a little blood pressure check and just calm down, do some yoga, do some Zen and say, these don't matter. And I think we make, we, I say all of us, you, me, the guys on ESPN, the guys on Fox, we make too many declarative statements when there's so much football left to be played. Ultimately to your question, I think Michigan is fine. Obviously, if they win out, they're in. I do think, like, I don't think being from four to five is that big of a difference. Like, there were some people, you know, saying, oh, this shows Michigan can't can't get in if they lose. I totally disagree. I, I think if they win out and they lose in a tight game against Ohio State, I think they're very much still in the conversation, but then it becomes what else is happening in college football? Who are you comparing them to? What are these other conference champions? How many losses do they have? I think the one thing, like I look at TCU, great story, undefeated. They still have some tests coming down. There's going to be some carnage in the Big 12. They've already, I mean, they struggle with West Virginia, who's the, you know, way down at the bottom of the rankings. I think they'll lose. Clemson has looked vulnerable. They have a massive matchup this weekend uh, against Notre Dame. They could go down. There's just, and we're going to see the SEC. Two of those teams that are sitting in front of you are playing this weekend. So you've got a chance potentially to leapfrog one of those if there's an ugly win. Uh, for either team in Athens. So I would just say, handle your business, keep going. If there was one message that was sent from the committee, I do think it was, hey, we don't love your non-conference schedule. No one does. I don't think Michigan does because they lost the UCLA game. I don't think it's that big of a deal, though. If they win out, they're in. If they have one loss and it's only to Ohio State, they're in the conversation. I think it's dicey, and it depends on what is out, but by no means are they done if they lose against Ohio State.
0: It's a good point. More, Most importantly is that you just do your own stuff and win out and then get in the easy way.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you always want to control your, de- your destiny, which I still think the undefeateds, all the power five undefeateds do. Mm-hmm. And that's all you want to ask. And Michigan clearly does as well.
0: Right. All right. Just quickly before we go, Danny Cannell joining us here on Locked On Big Ten. Five other games with a bunch of blowout lines, none of them lower than 14 points. Uh, Minnesota's minus 16 against Nebraska. Ohio State's minus 38 at Northwestern. Penn State's minus 14 at IU. You mentioned Michigan State's at Illinois. They got a line I minus 16 and a half right now. And Michigan's minus 26 on the road at Rutgers. Are there any of those numbers that stick out to you?
1: So I hate these lines. I really do. Ohio State, it's such a big number. You're like, all right, I don't want to go that. Maybe I would check out the Ohio State team total, that offense. I mean, Iowa, they struggled kind of, and they still put up 54 when the final score hit. And even with now defensive touchdowns that add to a point total, I would consider that, but I would probably avoid that game. Penn State being a two-touchdown favorite against Indiana, is there a hangover there? Do they kind of come out sputtering a little bit? feels like Indiana, a little more desperation, but that's one's like a dicey line. Michigan State, 16 and a half. You're like, oh, they're going to quit. They have eight guys suspended. There's no way they can cover this one. Kind of makes me nervous. Like, is there an overreaction to all those players? Is Illinois, have they blown out anybody to schedule? I don't know if their offense and their style of play breeds a blowout. So I'm like, I don't love that one. I'll tell you the the, the line I would I would look at is Michigan. Minus 26 against Rutgers for the reasons we're talking about. I do think at this point of the season against an opponent you're supposed to beat, there's a tendency to overlook them, to get cocky. I think Michigan's probably ticked off right now. You know, they had this incident that took place in the tunnel after a win. They're probably like, man, that's, that's messed up. So they're still fired up from that. But more importantly, what they saw on Tuesday night, feeling disrespected. I can't believe they have Clemson over us. And I also think if you're Jim Harbaugh and the coaching staff, although I don't know if he gets too worried about this, the one message that was sent was, okay, your non-conference isn't great. How do you counter that? You do what you've done all year. You blow out your opponents. And so I do think there is some incentive for Michigan to kind of put, you know, put the pedal to the metal late in that game and also get J.J. McCarthy in that pass game going a little bit more. Rutgers probably will have more success against the run than some, although it stopped, it's tough to stop anybody to stop that freight train that is Blake Corum. But I think Michigan, with a little bit of incentive to impress, gets it done on the road. So that's the one I would consider about laying the 26.
0: Danny Cannell over at CBS Sports whenever you want to hear or see what he's up to. And what else can people get a hold of you if they want to know more, Danny?
1: Uh, on, on social media, at Danny Cannell. I warn you, though, I can be a little obnoxious sometimes on, <laughs> on Twitter. I'll, I'll apologize in advance. And then uh, every day on SiriusXM in the morning, seven to nine on Dusty and Danny in the morning, all college football all year round. Uh, make sure you check it out.
0: You sign up for obnox- obnoxious when you make the account on Twitter, Danny. Yes. It's not a problem. <laughs> Danny help with us here on Locked On Big Ten, brought to you by Bet Online. Head on over there for wherever you want to make your bets or whatever bet you want to make. I guess would be the better way to say it. Uh, any lines that you hear on the show, including all these ones, are available at Bet Online. Thanks, Danny, for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate
1: it, Nate. Enjoy the games.
0: Thanks again to Danny Cannell for joining us on the show today. Again, today's show is brought to you in part by Sweatblock. Sweatblock is just an outstanding product for if you're someone who either sweats a lot throughout the day, is just going through a hot day, or you just know you're putting on one of those shirts that shows the sweat easy if you do start to sweat. If you have any worries as you're starting your day and going through your routine, Sweatblock can be a savior. You just order your sweat block. And then if there's anything you're worried about going into the day, pick up a wipe, throw it into your purse, your pocket, anything that you want. And then if there's ever any need for it, you just pop out the wipe, rip it open, wipe under the arms. Don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. That's the biggest part of it for me. Is not as much as I'm sweating, but it's when I have a feeling I might be, you'll start worrying about the sweating. It's like, why are you thinking about this and having this spend so much of your mind's real estate? So head on over to SweatBlock.com and use our promo code LOCKED ON for 20% off to get that ease of mind I'm talking about. Whether it be just a hot day or just wearing one of those shirts that's easy to see the sweat through, SweatBlock can help you out in making sure that not only you're not sweating, but you're not having to worry about it when you use the SweatBlock products. It's sweatblock.com. 20% off with code LOCKEDON, and you can find them on Amazon, too, if you do a quick search. Let's wrap up with news from around the Big Ten. Scores from yesterday, I mentioned on the volleyball court. Number 15, Penn State, hosted Maryland. They won three sets to one. Number 4, Nebraska, hosted Indiana. Final score, three sets to zero. On the basketball court and exhibition matchups, Truman took care of, or Purdue took care of Truman State, 102-57. Minnesota had some trouble with St. Olaf College. St. Olaf was really hot from three and stayed in it for a while. Final score was Minnesota 71, St. Olaf 55. And the final score, Northwestern against Quincy. They took care of them in a low-scoring battle, 69-49, the final score there. In today's schedule around the Big Ten, Ranked matchups on the field hockey pitch. It's number 18 Rutgers against number 4 Northwestern, number 6 Michigan against number 9 Iowa in a top 10 matchup, and number 2 Maryland visits number 20 Ohio State. All those games are available on Big Ten Plus if you're a subscriber, and I don't actually know if they call it a pitch in field hockey. So I'm sorry if I offended you. I was just improv there. Finally, in recruiting news, uh, not good recruiting news for Michigan State football. They lost one. A decommit three-star quarterback, Bo Edmondson, decommits from Michigan State. The 6'3 QB from Austin, Texas also had other offers in the Big Ten from Purdue and Penn State. So as he reopens his commitment, we'll keep an eye on exactly what happens with Bo Edmondson. No longer a Michigan State quarterback commit. That's a look at everything going on around the Big Ten here today. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow. We're going to preview the big games going into the weekend. Did a little bit with Danny here with the Lions, but really dive into the two big matchups in the Big Ten and also the two more lo- the other lopsided matchups, too. That's all coming up here on tomorrow's show to wrap things up. You've been listening into Locked On Big Ten. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and on Twitter at Locked On Big Ten. That's 1-0 on the 10 at the end, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson, too. Follow me at Nate with Sports for eh, just about everything. Again, I'll be back tomorrow here. Until then, Nate Dickinson, Locked On Big Ten.